You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good? Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. He is RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and from Bleeding Green Nation, Brandon Lee Gowden, BLG. How you doing? I like how you throw to me first, Stats. That's the correct choice by you. And, uh, you know, it makes sense, too, because you're talking to someone who covers a team that's in first place in their division. So naturally, <laughs> I should go first and you should save the guy covering the team last in the NFC East for last. Mm. Uh, see, like, I actually feel sorry for listeners of the NFC's mixtape because we have yet to, in the time that Brandon and I work together here at SB Nation, have a year where the Cowboys and Eagles are both super competitive. Like, you know, one of us is always checked out on the season because that team is, is, is out for the season. Like two years ago, after the Eagles beat Ben DiNucci on, uh, on Sunday Night Football, Brandon thought it was a big deal when he, like, surprised us on Monday Night Football Monday to be like, oh, the Eagles won. It's like, dude, they went up against Ben DiNucci. Um, nevertheless, I am uh, thrilled to be joined uh, by you boys. Um, always uh, welcome everybody to the SB Nation NFL show. We appreciate if you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. If you leave a rating and write a review, we are obligated to read it. Stats forced me to only pick one review to read just so everybody knows. Are you guys ready for me to do it? Brandon, you have your hand raised, though. No, I don't. You did. You literally did. Um, just to be clear. I don't know what that means. The hand is stretching. Um, it's an awkward way to do that. But anyway, uh, are you guys ready for the review? Yes. Okay. This comes to us from GOB Frog, longtime listener. Uh, so shout out to GOB Frog. It is five star rating titled Espionation NFL. Here we go. Briefly worried. What? No more oddcast? Now I understand all. Y'all have been working hard to make this season better than ever and having BLG join the look ahead dot 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 XLNT. I think that's excellent. Um, honestly, maybe it's like written phonetically or like in an abbreviated way. Anyway, and the new Wednesday show was terrific yesterday. So this was clearly written on Thursday. Uh, Can we also take a moment to acknowledge Stats' golden-throated announcer abilities? He could sing anywhere. Huzzah. Wow. Okay. I cannot sing at like not even close to anything even approximating singing, but I appreciate that. I'm actually starting to lose my voice and the way it usually goes is the first day the voice gets like deeper and richer. And then by tomorrow, I won't be able to speak at all. So this is at least the good part of it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Am I, Before we go any- I don't know. I thought somebody would say something. Before we go any further, let me remind you, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you are new to this show, thank you. Welcome. We're going to break down Thursday night football, and then we will preview every game on the slate. We'll do our pick three locks of the week as well. Gentlemen, let's start 
Thursday night football, it's Chiefs, it's Chargers, and in a game with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, of course, BLG, it comes down to a play from a seventh-round rookie named Jalen Watson. Uh, I did not watch this game live, full disclosure, because I did not have, I don't have Prime. I'm going to have to figure that out along the course of the season, mm. but I did watch it, uh, the condensed version back, so I still saw everything, and I checked the box score and everything. Uh, my honest take on this game, surprising coming from me, I feel bad for the Chargers. They outplayed the Chiefs. They outgained them. They're a better team. Obviously, the you know the, the one turnover, really bad play. But it seemed to, it seemed to me like there was a miscommunication there. Uh, it seemed like the Chargers receiver wanted to come out of the game, uh, like before that play, which is a very high leverage play. Uh, it was one of many mistakes that the Chargers made. Decision making was suspect from Brandon Staley who kicked a field goal at fourth and two from the 13 yard line chiefs 13 and then punted twice on fourth and two both in the chiefs territory so uh kind of a, a vintage chargers performance in that they were the better team they're exciting they had the hype I mean how do you have this game where Herbert makes that throw that he did on that fourth and one late in the game just incredible throw while he's injured and that Derwin James tackle where he <laughs> lifts Travis Kelsey up off the ground <laughs> and power bomb. Like, how do you have those two plays in a game and it's a loss? So I feel bad for the Chargers. Um, Kevin Cole from PFF had a tweet that upset the Chiefs kingdom. Uh, Kevin Cole's adjusted score has this as 26-15 Chargers. So to your point, Brandon, kind of uh, like they really should have won this game, but they what didn't. What the hell is um, that? <laughs> what, what, no, adjusted <laughs> score? Well, now you sound like them. I think that's fair. Like, I think it's fair to say, like, th- like they left points on the board. They left meat on the bone. Like, you can quantify that however you want. But, like, a better coach wins this game. And that has long been my question about the Chargers personally. I don't doubt that Justin Herbert is insanely talented. And people, I think, I hate when we associate a movement to one person. Um, people have now done that with, like, going for it on fourth down. Like, Brandon Staley was the first person to ever do that. Aaron Rodgers was the first person to ever throw a Hail Mary. Uh, but this was a really, really poor performance by Brandon Staley. I think you didn't touch on this, Brandon, but I, I thought leaving Justin Herbert in at the end of the game was kind of stupid. I mean, honestly. And and he he had the sick throw on fourth down that, that kind of, like, had everybody understand what a freakazoid he is. However, the dude could barely move on the third down before. He couldn't even, you know, walk for a short first down gain on whatever it was, third and two. And so, again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, like games don't matter. Winning doesn't matter. Whatever. You can make that argument. But you were you were down 10 points. There was like a minute left. You know, odds were very, very, very low. Play for the war. Don't play for this battle. Like, it just felt really stupid. It, it I mean, the first – and I understand Justin Herbert when he's first initially injured. Hey, I'm fine. I can go back in. Fine. Trust him. Give him the benefit of the doubt. But if the dude couldn't even pick up an easy fourth down, I thought it was really reckless. And, and that's kind of the way the Chargers have been for a long time. They've been reckless with talent. They've been reckless with their quarterbacks. And it's led to situations like this. This is going to be one of those games that people say uh, like six months from now, well, if the Chargers were really did this, they actually would have been, you know, 13 and four or whatever. So they're actually really good. No, they're bad. Like you can't you can't undo these things. This is who they are. I didn't like like you mentioned, uh, BLG, the punting twice in Chiefs territory. They also punted 17-14 with 6.35 left in the third. It was fourth and two at their own 33-yard line they punted. And I think you could make the argument that at twenty down 24-17 with 4.05 left in the game, fourth and six at the 38, they punted there. Like, there's no guarantee you're going to be able to stop the Chiefs and get the ball back at that point either. So I would understand if they went for it. I just didn't think the Chargers stayed true to who they were. If you're going to be the team that is willing to put it out there on fourth down, then be that team. Go for it. Go all the way. I I think that 
Staley took a lot of criticism last year and they can sit there and say like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, yeah, it does. It affects everybody. They all hear it. And I think they kind of turtled up a little bit and I could see you nodding BLG. So I think you agree with me. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head stats. The uh, the old school, uh, you know, football guys, if you will, they got mm. to Brandon Staley and they were the like feelings and momentum. <laughs> they did though. They got to him. They're like, you can't go for it all the time like this. And he clearly deviated from that. And I think that's very disappointing, not from a stand, not just from a standpoint of progressive uh, strategy in football, but just from, to your point stats, like if you're trying to build an identity, you have, you can't, you can't, uh, there's a phrase, you can't date the analytics. You have to marry them. And mm. the Chargers did not do that. And it did not serve them well. And it's a bummer. It's a huge, like if they win this game, I mean, it's, it's a huge deal. Now Herbert's injury, of course, is a big kind of, you know, so, so that's the weird thing. Like if Herbert doesn't get injured here, I think the Chargers can walk away from this game feeling like not amazing, but like, okay, like, okay, you know, we outplayed them. We'll get them again next later in the year. We, we can get them next time when the game isn't that in KC, but now with Herbert being injured, like you can't really hang your hat on that as much. That's a big concern. I do want to say um, everything you said about the way they played is, is true and fair, but the Chargers are the one of these teams that I think, for, and obviously we all hope Herbert is is healthy and, and, and playing as soon as possible, but I think that the injury make, like leads them to lie to themselves. I, th- I think they tell themselves, well, Justin got hurt. You know, like if he's fully healthy, I think they're forced to look in the mirror and forced to acknowledge like, hey, you know, we failed. Like we, we were not true to our identity. They can now kind of hide behind the injury and say, well, you know, if he hadn't been hurt, we would have been able to do this. Um, I do want to commend you both for criticizing the Chargers so vehemently based on their poor play, their poor coaching, et cetera, et cetera. But I do want to call you both frauds because you both all off season long have touted the Chargers. BLG, they're going to win the AFC West. They're going all That's the right. way, et cetera, et cetera. SB Nation's experts group who picks every single game. Shout out to you, Pete Sweeney. All right. We all have these picks come out on Thursdays. Both the dudes that I'm talking to here, Rob Statsguerra and Brandon Legan, picked the Chiefs along with me. This was pre-Herbert injury, pre-all this stuff. What the hell's going on, Brandon? You're supposed to be Mr. Charters and you're picking the Chiefs? Emotional heads, baby. I believe in the emotional heads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you don't believe in the Chargers, then. You don't. You clearly, I clearly don't believe do. in the Chargers. I just said they play, were the better team. Mm-mm. I don't like that adjusted score. Who gives a crap what the score is supposed to <laughs> be? Dodging, dodging the fraud question. Interesting. I mean, the Chiefs were at home. What if we pick the Chiefs and Chargers to split for the year and we just pick the home team? What's wrong then with that? Then you clearly don't believe in the Chargers. You think they're no, super amazing. Just you because you, you believe in a team doesn't mean you pick them to win every week. I didn't wow. pick anybody to go undefeated. That doesn't mean I don't believe in anybody. Wow. By the way, Patrick Mahomes now in his career, 22 and three against his division. That is obscene. That is Tom Brady AFC East good. But but the Broncos have been awful like his entire career. Like that means nothing. Like that inflates things. I mean, the Chargers also Charger and the Raiders have had all like a number of messes and rebuilds in that process. Like I'm not saying Mahomes is in Tom Brady's AFC East, but like this, it hasn't been the current AFC West his entire time there. I don't want to take away any credit. I thought Mahomes was awesome. By the way, we're not even talking about him. Like we continue to underrate and underscore that the Chiefs are not underscore. We overscored them. Like they were awesome. We we saw like again an amazing offensive display. Patrick Mahomes remains the best quarterback in the NFL. And both of these guys just playing at an extremely high level relative to quarterback play elsewhere. I mean, just really impressive. Not not uh, oversold by any means. This is like everyone hyping up this division and this matchup, especially like, yeah, it's exactly what it should be. I want to give a shout out to Kyle Posey, our own Kyle Posey of Niners Nation with the tweet of the game last night. 
quote, Clyde Edward Hilaire's face mask is so hideous he should be penalized for it. What the hell kind of helmet was that from him? It looked like a helmet from like the fifties that he just put a visor on. Did you guys see that? There is a, a new wave of helmet models. Zeke Elliott wears one too. I mean, these are all obviously designed for concussion related purposes. It looks pretty strange. Um, it looks very, uh, and like this is more the Cowboys helmet. The Chiefs one's like kind of stocky. Like it's just the red, uh, but like it looks kind of Power Rangers helmety. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you look, you know, like I feel like Zordon's about to call them like to the base center or whatever. Um, it's wild. It's weird. But Clyde had a great game too. Like another underrated player on the Chiefs roster. It was a uh, solid Power Rangers reference by you. Speaking of Power Rangers and colors, real quick thoughts on the Chargers uniforms with the the white and then the yellow bottoms and then like the blue accents with the sleeves and stuff. They have no bad uniforms. Anything they want to wear, they're awesome. These are my least favorite, to be clear. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really like the gold pants with the white jerseys. Um, I will say I don't like the powder blue jerseys anymore because the numbers on them are white and the numbers on the helmet are powder blue. I hate when they don't match. Like I hate when that happens with Alabama. I hate when that happens with the commanders, you know, uh, or the football team in the past, like the numbers have to match. So this was the best version of that. I will say uh, it's not a question for you, Brandon. So sorry, but stats, what did you think of the broadcast? Um, Amazon prime first one, pretty cool. All things so considered. I switched over to the, like, as soon as I found out it was a thing. And I think I found out on Twitter that they had the all 22 that you could watch live. The prime I, cast. I got to stop calling over. things cast, by the way. It's the new gate. Like, you know, <laughs> just call it something else. It was awesome to be able to see the whole field in real time, on, especially on like third downs when you know the quarterback has to pass and you drop back. It's like, oh, my God. I felt like, you know, right away, like, OK, you know what? Nobody was open downfield on that play. It, I just felt like it changed the way I watched the game. And they even had like. You know, sometimes when you'll see the the breakdowns days later, they put the graphics of like the trail so you could see the route that each receiver run. They were doing that live in real time. It was awesome. I loved it. I would love to watch more football games like that every Thursday. That's you know. Did you not? <laughs> you did you not agree? Like no, I I I don't like fall in love with the like the all twenty two angle like during the game. I mean, NBC had that for Sunday Night Football first stretch and Thursday Night Football as well, right? Like they, they did it. Uh, but um, you know, it's fine. I mean, like I I want the broadcast to feel like the conventional broadcast. Like that's the the, the moment in time is for the broadcast for the game. Let's enjoy that. Let's soak it up. Um, I thought the graphics were okay like it's new like anytime there's something new it's a little bit weird um do you feel like the camera was like more clear because i think it was and i think there's like i read there were two sky cams I, I think from like an equipment standpoint this is akin to a super bowl like that i mean when you have like literally all the money in the world you can throw stuff at it like that the way amazon's doing i didn't feel like that but i was watching it on my computer not on my tv and wow, so I, maybe it was my internet connection hmm. brandon next week you want thursday night football on amazon prime for steelers browns uh, I'm going to try to maybe talk to someone I know who might be able to assist oh, me look at this. First name, in. Jeff. Last name, Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually who I'm going to contact. Sure. Just text him. I'm sure he'll hit you right back. All right. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They get the win. Pick me. One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now it's time for our pick three, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at 
DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to you, RJ, and you, BLG. You got the locks of the week right last week. BLG, you had Dolphins minus three and a half over the Patriots. RJ took the Vikings plus one over the Packers. You were both right. I took the Eagles minus four and a half against Detroit, which looked awesome for a super long time and then ended up not, not working out. Uh, let's go to week two. RJ, where are you going? Well, um, you all know how much affection I feel for the Indianapolis Colts, who basically proved me right for all of week one, except for the very end, kind of like you, Stats, a little bit of a backdoor cover in that sense. Um, the Indianapolis Colts are headed to their, um, I guess, like Krypton. Like they're literally heading to the planet. Like it's not just kryptonite invading them. It's literally <laughs> heading to the planet that is completely and totally dominated by their weakness. And that is Duval County, Jacksonville. Look, I know the Jaguars did not look great last week. One of us went into the icebox trying to pick them. I won't say who. However, the Jaguars against the Colts at home, three and a half points. I will take them and I will feel great about it. Let's go Jaguars. Shock the Colts again. Put them at 0-2. Expose them for the frauds that they are. You know, as a Superman aficionado, I just got to point out that kryptonite became kryptonite because the planet exploded and it became irradiated before it exploded it was it's not weakening anybody all right sorry blg yeah, I, I read it. Guys, but only people who have locks that have been correct so far this season are allowed to have takes <laughs> in here. rj brings up the icebox where he is residing in there with the cowboys who are the only team who didn't score a touchdown in week one um but i'm not Ever. taking dallas <laughs> for my lock of the week or the Bengals who they're playing i am going with the emotional hedge, as I referenced earlier. And I'm taking the Vikings two and a half in Philly against the Eagles. And look, um, Eagles did some good things, certainly offensively in week one. But that defense, which did not allow Stats' uh, lock of the week to come through, basically there with the Lions scoring three touchdowns in their final four drives. And the one they didn't was a play where uh, Frank Ragnall snapped the ball to like Jared Goff's like wide and and uh, low to him. So basically kind of like it was like a gift sack on third down to force a punt. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings because to RJ's credit, um, they look pretty good in week one. And <laughs> moreover, Jonathan Gannon does not deserve the doubt, benefit of the doubt at all. Anytime his defense has gone up a quarterback who, as you know, not even a big Kirk Cousins guy, but I will admit he offers some level of competency at the very least. And any kind of quarterback that Jonathan Gannon has gone up against that, uh, it hasn't been pretty for the Eagles. The fact that the Lions had the second most productive offensive output from week one, only behind the Chiefs, like that's pretty discouraging for this Eagles defense. So I have to take the points here. They're too tempting. I'm going to go with Minnesota, two and a half, at plus two and a half in Philly. I'm going to head to Santa Clara. I'm going Niners-Seahawks game. I do not know why. People think the 49ers are going to blow out the Seahawks. It is beyond me. Do you know, I don't know if anybody realizes this, the Seahawks dominate the 49ers. They are 14-2 and two against the Niners since 2014. And you're telling me I get eight and a half points if I pick the Seahawks? This is easy, easy, easy. Weird stuff always happens in these Seahawks-Niners games. Give me the Seahawks. I will take the points. And sadly, that's going to come true. Because it's come true pretty much every time since 2014. You guys are so emotional. Oh, I'm so scared of my team. I can't commit. Oh, my gosh. I have to protect myself one way or the other. Come on. Stand up for yourselves. Jeez. The All Vikings right. was a hot pick in week one, by the way. Week two, it's just it's copycat league. Can we get to our, our same game parlay, please? Only if we all promise to not be stupid about it. So. Well, and you well, can... 
Okay, so before we get into that, let's first acknowledge the only person here who had Again, their part from the parlay hit last week. It was lame. That's why. Like, That's it, true. it was lame. Oh, yeah, but you I know, gave the people, our, our listeners, ostensibly, who are trying to win money and bet things, I gave them something that actually happened and put them closer to putting money in their pockets, unlike you guys. That is true. BLG had the Bucks minus two and a half for his leg of the parlay. He won. RJ and I came up short because the Cowboys couldn't even score a single friggin' touchdown. This week, Bears at the Packers, Sunday night football. RJ, where are you going? Well, um, once upon a time, I was a big believer in Justin Fields. That has not aged well. I don't think it's <laughs> aged in its entirety. Um, you know, for what it's worth, Justin Fields is 1-0 against Trey Lance here in 2022. So, you know, sorry, Stats. Um, I actually don't think you care. I think you're kind of like are enjoying the chaos. Um, I totally get that. But anyway, um, the over-under for Justin Fields passing yards in this game, 199 and a half. So he's got to throw for 200 yards, basically. Make it real simple for you here. Um, do either of you know how many starts Justin Fields has in his NFL career? The answer is 11. Do either of you know how many times he has eclipsed 200 yards passing? Brandy, very quick guess out of 11. Three. Four is the answer. One of them on the road at Lambeau Field where he will be on Sunday night. Now, look, I'm not saying that is really kind of like what matters here, but what's going to matter here is Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. Aaron Rodgers is going to put up a monster number and the Bears are going to be playing a lot of garbage time. It doesn't matter how this happens. All right. This is just over under 199 and a half yards passing. Justin Fields, easy money, hit the over. I'm going to go with kind of, you know, some synergy in here. Um, if it's, you just said Aaron Rodgers is going to be angry. He's going to, presumably play better than he did in week one against Minnesota. I am taking it's a bit of a bold pick here, but I'm not afraid to do it. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're all of you, uh, all this criticism I get for making the smartest <laughs> pick last week. I think go a little bit more out on a limb. I could have gone Aaron Jones, anytime touchdown score, but that's not what I did. I went first touchdown score and to kind of give you the difference there and, you know, these odds will shift or whatever. We'll see. But um, at the time that I put this in to kind of see how this might play out, if I did the anytime touchdown, it would have been $10 to, to pay out $52.50. I did the first touchdown, and that's $10 to pay out $93.81. Aaron Jones has six touchdowns in his last six games against the Chicago Bears. And if you take out quarterback runs from uh, the 49ers performance rushing performance against Chicago last week um, the Bears allowed 24 rushes for 122 yards so 5.1 average and one touchdown Aaron Jones only had 10 touches against the Vikings that is criminal wow. criminal misuse and underutilization. I think that the Packers are going to look to fix that and with their kind of suspect wide receiver situation I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to realize that Aaron Jones is one of his best pass catching options I think the Packers start the game off hot with a score, and it's going to be by Aaron Jones. All right. Well, you guys didn't take the low-hanging fruit, so I'm going to. You both said it. Aaron Rodgers is going to be coming out here with something to prove. I will take Aaron Rodgers over one-and-a-half touchdown passes in this game. If the Packers score three touchdowns, two of them are going to be passes by Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like that's how their team is built. He would have had a touchdown if Christian Watson could catch the friggin' ball last week. Aaron Rodgers couldn't have handed it to him any better. So... I'm taking Aaron Rodgers over one and a half touchdowns. When the Packers score, it's because he throws TD passes. They're going to score this week against the Bears. So give me that. All right. That is this week's pick three brought to you by DraftKings. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will run through every single game left in week two.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on the SP Nation NFL show. All right, guys. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you ready to fly through these games, RJ? Um, I am, but only if you update people on our pick standings so far this season. I think that's important. There has to be some like accountability here. Uh, we do pick the Thursday night game ahead of time. Again, both of the frauds picked the Chiefs here, so they got one right so far to start the week. Uh, but Stats and I tied for the lead so far on the show on the season. We are 9-6-1 and one apiece stats. Shout out to the Colts and Texans now. Uh, making it complicated to make graphics with the the record being just a little bit more wide. Uh, BLG, you are one game behind us. Uh, not good enough to uh, be nine six and one. You are eight seven and one. So sorry about that. All right, let's have hurt. let's have you lead us off then, RJ. We'll start in New Orleans where Tampa comes to town. Saints are getting two and a half points in this game. Brady is zero for four against the Saints in his Bucks career with eight interceptions in those games. There's a lot of death taxes and insert whatever here uh, happening this year, week and week two. Um, you could talk about like Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears. You could talk about the Seahawks owning the 49ers. You could talk about the Jaguars owning the Colts in Indianapolis. You could talk about the Cowboys like falling on their face and be a disaster once again. Uh, and the next one in line is the New Orleans Saints over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tom Brady led Bucks lose to the Saints. They do. I don't know how the Saints almost lost to the Falcons, but they didn't. So I give them <laughs> some credit for that at the very least. It was kind of wild. Uh, this is maybe the best Saints team that Tom Brady has ever faced since joining the Buccaneers. Um, at, at least it's not the worst. I mean, I don't know. This is in New Orleans. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. I know I was wrong on the game being in Atlanta last week. So mm-hmm. I just, the, the vibes are very positive with the Saints right now. We, we always talk about negative vibes with a lot of teams. The Saints have positive vibes. Like they can figure things out. I know the Camara stuff is weird, but like I trust, I trust so few teams to like, Find a way to grit it out. The Saints are kind of in that box for me. I will take the Saints plus the Bucks. Look, the Cowboys are a disaster. All right, let me be very clear about this. The Bucks were like, the Cowboys were kind of in that game. <laughs> like the, the Cowboys were, were kind of hanging with the Bucks. So I do not believe in Tampa until I see them show it against a real, true, actual NFL team, one that is not the Dallas Cowboys. I don't understand how the national media I just go so soft for the Saints. The Saints team was down 16 points early in the fourth quarter against the team won. that chokes like no other team. <laughs> like, and that's a great accomplishment after the game. It's like Michael Thomas is back. Jameis Winston, he's going to make it work. No, that was almost a huge disaster. If they lose that game, think about how disastrous it feels as a Saints fan, knowing that your first round pick goes to the Eagles next season and he just lost to the Falcons. Ah, that's where this is coming from. That is terrible. (laughs) If if Arthur Smith isn't a total coward, maybe this Falcons win that game still. Uh, So I am not buying the Saints at all. I I don't think the Bucs looked amazing in week one. I agree with that. But Leonard Fournette looked pretty good. 
and it's still Tom Brady. I'm not going to doubt him. I know the Saints have had the Bucks number, but I think that's time for things to change a little bit, and I'm going to take the Bucks here. I don't like what's going on with the Bucks. Godwin's banged up. I think that Tom Brady said it this week. The Saints beat us up. And you know what? The Bucks' offensive line is pretty beat up. I think the Saints are going to get after him this week. I mean, th- the last time Jameis Winston played the Bucks, he got hurt, and the Saints still won the game against Tampa Bay. So I'll take Tampa. Uh, excuse me. I'll take the Saints. I will take the points. Uh, sometimes guys just have your number. There's weird matchups. Bill Miller used to dominate Mariano Rivera. I don't know how. Bill Miller was utterly forgettable as a baseball player, but he figured it out. So sometimes weird stuff happens. I will take the Saints, and I will take the points. Wait a minute. So Brandon is the only person who is oh, no. picking – the Buccaneers. Brandon, that means you are in. Steven, do it. Fun fact about the icebox. Winter is coming. I'm in the icebox. I think a five-minute drop for each time. I know. I don't know what to say to that. Did you give it? Look, we got a lot of tweets about giving us burrs. Brandon, give us a burr. You're in the icebox. I don't want to do it. You can't make me do it. <laughs> wow. I bet Pete would do it. I did it for the mixtape. You did. That's fair. Can we go to Baltimore now? Dolphins we, coming to what? town. Ravens. Baltimore. What's that? You can say it with a D. Baltimore. Baltimore. Dolphins coming to town. Ravens giving three and a half points. Remember, this was sort of the game last year that got Miami on track. They started to go on their long win streak. I, this is going to be interesting. Ravens by three and a half. BLG, where are you going? Give me the points, baby. Why would I stop doubting the Dolphins now? Tyreek Hill is a game changer for this team. I said it before the season started. We saw that in week one. You know, I'm still not like all in on Tua as like a Super Bowl contender, but I think this Dolphins team can be decent. And, you know, uh, the actual winner of the game is more of a toss up, but I like the points. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I'll lean with the Dolphins. But, and I really like the points here. Interesting that Brandon chose a team who starts with a D after the ball Dimmore stuff um, and not doubting. You should have said, duh, Dolphins uh, for like the full alliteration there. <laughs> um, I will take the Ravens and take them to cover it. They're one of the only teams who I felt like did their job last week. Like you're playing a crappy team, go beat the crap out of them. Um, so I trust the Ravens. We all think they're going to be amazing this year. Uh, Lamar is going to find a way over and over again. Ravens, easy money win. I think this is like the first like, whoa, whoa, maybe the Dolphins aren't amazing, you know, type of game. I just, uh, I don't like, fine they beat the Patriots Patriots stink we all think that like this this is not that this is a very very different team yeah this is a measuring stick game for Miami you beat the Patriots and then you beat the Ravens and people are like oh okay maybe this is going to be pretty good this was the game last year remember this is when the Dolphins blitzed the hell out of Lamar Jackson they blitzed on 30 of his 50 dropbacks in that game (laughs) last year they basically went cover zero and they were like hey dude figure it out and for the most part he could not do it I think he's going to be chomping at the bit to get back at them. I'm actually going to display a little faith in Lamar Jackson. I will give the points in this game and pick the Baltimore Ravens, which means for the second straight week or second straight game, BLG, I hate to say it. You're Don't do it again. No, yeah. every time. Fun fact about the icebox. Winter is coming. I'm in the ice box. Someone pointed out, a listener pointed out, sorry, I can't remember their name, but um, someone's always going to be in the ice box if there's one disagreement. It's not like that's why the show is awesome. Hello, welcome to the awesome construction of it. So, what if it was just you and Stat still and you were doing this? Like, that would be awesome. The ice box wouldn't exist. So, in that way, thank you, Brandon. I love you. I'm so happy that you're here. 
That drop is way too long, though, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Patriots in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. This is the first meeting of these two teams without Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger since Bill Clinton was president. RJ. Mm. It doesn't really feel like as long ago as you think it does. But um, look, the Steelers hung on, right? Like, the, how? How did you win that game in Cincinnati? They did. The Bengals were one of those teams who didn't do what they were supposed to do last week. I in no way trust the Patriots right now. I know I've said, and I stand by, like, if we're going to give somebody a benefit of the doubt, it's Bill Belichick. But, like, the benefit is drying up. Like, it is, none of it's working. The vibes are not bad. They are awful. Like, the vibes are so disgusting. Um, I do not like the Mac stuff that's happening here. I think this is like a Trubisky game. Like, I think this is like Trubisky for, for 300 type thing. And people are like, what? what, what? Like, I think that's a mirage, but I think the Steelers win quite easily. What's the line? They're underdogs, right? Steelers plus two. Dude, what a free just boatload of money. I will take Pittsburgh <laughs> all day. That line is making me like suspicious. Like, why though? Why? Who is feeling good about the Patriots? Like, what? what's up with that? So that makes me a little bit uh suspect and look it's not like Mitchell Trubisky played great in week one um that doesn't always matter for Pittsburgh because (laughs) Mike Tomlin somehow finds a way to get it done uh I don't believe in the Patriots so I can't take him and I I do like the Steelers like outright and I'm getting the points but that line is weird to me I will say that much so I'll take Steelers plus two I like the if I, I like the Steelers in the game, and then you tell me you're giving me points, I will take it. I think the Steelers have their act together better than Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And I know I could say that every week for the Patriots, but like I'm sorry, they nothing I saw last week gave me any reason to change my mind. The Steelers are never terrible under Mike Tomlin. The Patriots might be terrible this year, so I'll take the Steelers, and I will happily take the points. Do you guys remember terrible in Pittsburgh is the towel? Do you guys remember oh, when um, when Chicago <laughs> fans tried to make uh, Mitchell Trubisky a thing? Do you guys remember that? No, nope. Nope. That, that was definitely a thing. Oh my um, god, it's all. So, no so along, maybe this is a, maybe this is a thing. So like maybe I don't want to like copyright infringe, but like how about it? Like if we do get the big like Mitchell game, like Mitchell Trubisky, not oh, Burr, Icebox Burr, like B-U-R-G-H. like you know what I mean, like Trubisky. The Commanders are in Detroit for this one. The Lions are giving one point. This is a matchup of the top quarterbacks in the 2016 draft, which that series is tied at one. So this is the rubber match, BLG. Are you going with Goff and the Lions or Wentz and the Commanders? I like the Lions fight, but man, DeAndre Swift missed two practices this week. I saw he was back in action. He's got to pick Carson Wentz. It's killing him. It's killing him. On, On Friday, I just, that concerns me because he's one of the best players on their team. And for as much as they did show promise and fight and everything in week one, I mean, there's still a flawed roster talent wise. And not to say that the commanders are great, but uh, the emotional head sometimes works both ways. And I will take the commanders to win, hoping that they don't do that. Uh, <laughs> and I'll take them and they're getting the point and a half. Yeah, they're getting the point and a half. So mm-hmm. sure. Why not? Um, I, this is similar to the Pittsburgh New England game for me. Why is Detroit favored? Why? Like what? What objective reason is there they're to favor the like, so I mean, like they've been and at home a lot. Favored in the sense that you know they'd be three point favorites. Yeah, they home is sure. Like okay, yeah. but like still, like we're looking at we're talking about the lines as is as written, and that's dumb to me. I just don't understand it. Like this is a little bit of like, come on, like it's like they're trying to will the lions into existence. No, they're not. Like they they're a, an okay team. It's okay to like admit that the commanders I think are better than we even want to give them credit for, which is not a lot of credit to be very fair. And I don't think they're much better than that. 
but Brandon and I talked about this on the mixtape. Like, there's a path where the Commanders win the NFC East. I mean, Jahan Dotson looked awesome last week. Terry McLaurin looked awesome. Antonio Gibson, granted, he wouldn't have played if, if not for the tragedy uh, encircling Brian Robinson in, in Washington. But, I mean, he looked awesome. And, like, I do kind of wonder now, like, why, why did you not believe in him, Washington? Like, what, what was wrong with Antonio Gibson that you felt like he wasn't worth playing? Um, I, I think this is an easy commander's win. Uh, I did say this on the mixtape and this is a bit of a, a, you know, sneak peek. I think the commanders are the only undefeated team in the NFC East next week. Mm. The lions are still the lions and you can mm. dress it up and you could like Dan Campbell all you want. Hard knocks is cool. They're still the lions. I will take the commanders in this one. I just, I don't get the Detroit love as long as their players haven't changed. There's no reason to like the lions any more than you did last year. Give me the commanders stats. I've been meaning to tell you for a long time. If I didn't know you and I just like took a look at you and I had to guess what NFL team you were a fan of, I would guess the Lions. I don't know why. That's probably the worst insult anybody has ever said to me in my life. Yeah, I don't, I don't get where that's coming from. Uh, quick last point is the Lions' offensive line is really banged up. Like it was banged up heading into Week One and it's been further uh, decimated by injury. So that's tough. Let's go to Cleveland now. Jets coming to Cleveland. The Browns are favored by six and a half points, guys. And brace yourselves because Robert Sala's got the receipts. So don't be making fun of the Jets offense because he's got the receipts, BLG. What do the receipts say? (laughs) (laughs) And also, what's he going to do with them? Uh, He's really going to prove them wrong. I mean, the Jets, it's there's so few things in the NFL that are like consistent on year to year to year to year basis. So much can change. And yet the Jets, it's almost impressive how much of a constant they've been for how bad they've been until they do something otherwise to give us reason to take them seriously. I, how can you? How can you actually do that and really feel great doing that? Um, the Browns, I thought they were going to be worse than they were in week one. I thought the Panthers would find a way to beat them. They did not. I don't believe in Cleveland a ton either, but I believe in the Jets less. And I'll take the Browns. I know six and a half is a lot. But screw it. Um, what am I hanging my hat on when it comes to the Jets? I don't know. Uh, at least with the Browns, some defensive talent, running game. I- I'll talk myself into that before I talk myself into the Jets. Um, stats, you gave me props last week and saying that my Robert Sala could be the first head coach fired thing, you know, not looking as dumb as it did. I think the Zach Wilson injury thing kind of helps him in that sense. Like, well, he doesn't have his quarterback. The only thing, like the only thing any Jets fan can say to defend Robert Sala is like, well, what else is he supposed to say? Like that, if that's the only thing that people can use to defend you, like you have this, this receipts thing was like massive loser energy. Like, like, (laughs) dude, just stop. Like, like quit, quit, like trying to paint yourself as this, like, underdog team um we i know we talked about it over the offseason the the remodeling of the jets logo with agnb all gas no brakes like dude stop like this is so cringe you robert sala is an elite defensive coordinator but he's starting to like you know further and further move into that box of like great coordinator not necessarily a great head coach um i agree with brandon i mean the jets find a way to be super consistent i hate to give the Browns any credence whatsoever because obvious reasons, but Kareem Hunt was like a huge lift. Like their roster does like, I, I know I said last week, I kind of challenged them like, Hey, you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. You should be able to survive then with Jacoby Brissett. They kind of proved it, that that's the type of football roster that they have. I think the Colts really wish they had Jacoby Brissett right now. At least they should. I think Jacoby is a great person and a great story to root for. Um, I think the Browns cover if you care about the money involved. So apparently Nick Chubb is calling the tandem with he and Kareem Hunt uh, chunt 
I cannot tell you how much I hate that. If they were playing anybody else except the Jets this week, I'd probably pick them to lose just based on that alone because that is disgusting. But then Robert Sala has to go with this whole receipts thing. And you know what else he said? And this is something that I swear to God, every Jets head coach pretty much in my lifetime has said, and they have all been wrong. He said, oh, it's not the same old Jets. That is the kiss of death for a Jets head coach. That's when you know he's worried about his job security. When he gives you that line, guess what? It is the same old Jets. They're terrible. Give me the Browns. I will gladly give the six and a half points. Let's Robert go. Sala, we are not a clown show organization. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's big loser energy, as you like to say, BLG. Okay. Panthers at the Giants. Big Blue is giving one and a half points. I feel weird about this. People feel great about the Giants because the Titans missed a game-winning field goal. And they're down on the Panthers because the Browns kicked a 58-yarder to win. RJ, where are you going in this one? I think the Pan- I know you're not saying the Panthers are great, but I think the Panthers are maybe not as good as like that statement implies. I do think that they're not a joke. Um, I think that they're still enough to get Matt Rule fired at the end of this season. But I do think like we have to remember when the Panthers acquired Baker Mayfield. I do think the the DJ Moore Assance is coming. I do think the the Robbie Anderson Assance is coming. I think I think we'll get like some fantasy production. We'll get some like red zone moments out of this team at some point in time. Last week just wasn't it. Plus, I think the fact that Baker's not playing the Browns like frees him. Like that that is when Baker is at his worst. Like I know people say like, oh, well, he's so great at these like epic moments and epic games. Not in the NFL. Like in, in the NFL, <laughs> when it comes to like being doubted or whatever, when he he's he's like King Tryhard in that moment. So you know what, Baker? Go play the Giants. Like, get revenge for Matt Rule, who thought about coaching the Giants. Whatever. But, like, I I just do not trust the Giants. Daniel Jones looked awful in this game. To our demise on the mixtape, Saquon Barkley kind of looks back a little bit. But I don't think that's enough. I, I mean, this is this is the, the bowl of, like, overrated running backs and whatever. So, I really don't care about this game. But I do think the Panthers win. I don't – I can't – this has to be the first time the Giants are favored in, like, three years. I can't, I can't <laughs> think of another time that the Giants would have been favored. The vibes are really bad in Carolina from the head coach quarter. I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling, by the it. way, Robert Sala makes Matt rule look kind of cool. Like right now, like this week, at least <laughs> think about that. Uh, that's the, the giants are banged up. That's tough. They're going to be missing uh, Aaron Robinson. Um, when one Robinson is out as well. Uh, so bad, bad week to be a Robinson on the giants. Apparently Kayvon Thibodeau is doubtful. So it doesn't look like he's going to be um, playing just yet. Uh, all that said, I know stats to your point. They won. Tennessee missed the field goal, but they took the lead in part because their head coach played to win the game. Mm-hmm. Abel went for it. And that's something that, like, okay, you can hang your head on that. I will bet on that. If I'm going to take the Giants to be this version, this year's version of the Lions, I gotta, I'm going to have to give them some level of credit. And I just, I like their vibes a little bit more than I like the Panthers' vibes, even though I think the Panthers maybe on paper are more talented and everything. But I just don't feel good about, like, if, if I'm wrong about the Giants, okay, that's fine. I can live with that. If I'm if I bet on the Panthers, I'm gonna feel gross. I'm not like why did I do that? So I'll take the Giants <laughs> minus one and a half. I mean, think of like the Giants have always good vibes because they converted a two-point conversion. Like that's how low the bar was for New York. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. But let me ask you guys. I would feel much better about the Giants in this game if they were starting Tyrod Taylor instead of Daniel Jones, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that's floor, not what this, that, floor, that's, yes. Yeah, that's like, not what the season is about for them though. Like and no, but to, like, like what, I know we're picking the game, but like that like it's not about beating the Panthers in week two for this team. 
Right, but like, what does it say about the state of your franchise that right now, like, you're we pretty much all agree they'd be better off with their backup than Daniel Jones? Well, I, I don't mean, feel that bad about Baker with the Panthers. I really mm-hmm. don't. I think the Panthers are, have, like you said, BLG have more talent than the Giants. I think that if the Panthers won that game last week, which they very easily could have, people would feel a lot better about them this week. I'm going to take Baker and the Panthers and the points. I feel good. I just think the Giants are like, um, like if you watch a cooking show and they're like, okay, go. They're, they're still like in the in the pantry getting the ingredients. You know what I mean? Like they're like, so it's it's not fair to expect, you know, and like I'm fine with that, like as a Cowboys fan, but like, you know, they're they're not, their process hasn't even begun yet. Um, but like more to that point, I, I think the Panthers win this game. But I, I agree with you, Terod Taylor makes them a better football team. I'm not saying they're tanking, but they they have to. Like you cannot devote a single snap to anyone other than Daniel Jones, especially with him being in a contractor. You have to learn everything you possibly can. No, you don't. They've already decided. That's why they didn't pick up his fifth year option. If there was any chance of him being good, they pick up his fifth year option. They know he's not it. Mm, I think that there's a larger likelihood that Daniel Jones is the long-term franchise quarterback for the Giants than Terod Taylor, though. Like, right? Oh, like Taylor's so, not. He's just right. So, than like Daniel Jones. It's an exploratory year. That's all it is. All right. Last of the early games: Colts at Jags. Jags getting three and a half points. The series is tied three and three in their last six, and each team has scored 135 points in those games. RJ, Colts are frauds. Colts are frauds and they benefited from the Texans collapsing. I mean, you talked about the lions and the Eagles and and whatnot. Like it took a collapse of the lowly Houston Texans for the Colts to salvage a tie. I mean, and by the way, I tweeted during like after the time happened, I wonder who Chris Ballard and Frank Reich are going to find as their new fall guy. (laughs) Who's going to be the dude they throw under the bus? Well, his name is Rodrigo Blankenship. Well, how could Rodrigo? He missed the kick. All right, if not for Rodrigo, we win. Look, guys, if not for Andrew Luck retiring and Rodrigo Blankenship on Sunday against the Texans, we would have won 10 Super Bowls by now. All right, so everybody feel bad for us. Everybody feel sorry for us. No, I will not pick against, I will not pick the Colts. I don't care what the line <laughs> is. Like, I just, this is such a fraud loser team to me. Go Jags. The Colts bye week is in week 14, late bye. Uh, they actually play the Cowboys right before that. Do you think Nick Foles will be the starting quarterback before then? No, no. Okay. No way. Don't think Nicky Foles comes in. All right. Not, not, Apparently. not if Matt Ryan's healthy, obviously. Mm. Something to watch. Uh, Doug P Dougie P versus Frank Reich. Uh, so mm. far, if I'm not mistaken, Doug Peterson has never lost to Frank Reich. Uh, so why not keep that going? Jags home dogs. I'll go with Jacksonville, even though, uh, don't like we get, when are we going to see more out of Trevor Lawrence stats? Right. I know you've been beating that drum for a while, but like, Thank when, you. Is, when, when is it going to happen? Uh, hey. Go ahead. Well, I just, anytime we want to criticize Trevor Lawrence, I'm waiting for it. Give me the Colts in this game. Like Trevor Lawrence, when is this awesome quarterback going to show up? Right. We've all been waiting for it. We're killing Trey Lance after one game in a monsoon. Trevor Lawrence started all last year and led the league in interceptions Last week, he didn't look like anything special. Anytime he wants to show up, I'm waiting for it. In the meantime, I'll take the Colts and I'll give the points. Who did you pick, Brandon? I don't think <laughs> it was hard to I'm take discern. Jags with the points at home, it it's really goes against my emotional heads thing here. It's more of like manifesting. I, just, I want Doug Peterson to do well, so I'm going to take him and I'm going to root for him. Well, Brandon was in the icebox for the Giants game, uh, but we stats, don't need to you... drop again. <laughs> okay, we don't need the stats. Give me a burr, please. I'm begging you. You're in the icebox for the Colts. <gasps> 
Let's get to the late games. Cardinals at Raiders. Raiders giving five points in this one. The Cardinals actually on the road have been pretty good the last two years. They're 12 and five BLG. Where are you going? Oh, come on. I don't, I don't, I don't care. The Raiders easily. Come on. What, what do you like about the Cardinals right now? People without DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler's doesn't, what is, what is, what is Kylie Murray without DeAndre Hopkins? Nothing. Uh, give me the Raiders. Come on. I agree. Um, the Cardinals are like oh, their big prize from week one was like, oh, well, we got blasted, but it was the Chiefs. So, like, I mean, like, who can, you know, it's not really a big deal, right? Now, nah, this, like, this, this, the Cowboys have started their chaotic turn this season. Like, it is swirling in the air. I think hard knocks, it's going to be a great season, midseason. We're going to see some, some drama. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think that we're like a Kyler Murray, you know, fight on the sidelines. Like, that, mm-hmm. that is in, in, in the mix, I think. Like, there's something that's going to happen here. I'm, I'm here for it. But that's really the only thing that can happen to make this team interesting. Like, I don't the, even think enough to fight. Well, but like you mentioned Trevor Lawrence stats, and that's a great point. But like, if this was another team that was like the last undefeated team in the NFL last year that collapsed the way they did, that had the drama they did, the Kyler thing, the quarterback clause and all that stuff, like it is such a like huge indication at how irrelevant the Cardinals are that they get like <laughs> no attention for all of this chaos. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like, wow, your team and quarterback literally hate each other and like literally put it into writing with millions of dollars on the line. Ah, that's cool. Uh, Jameis is the starting quarterback for the Saints, though. Like, let's talk about that. Like, the Cardinals suck. Give me the Raiders. <laughs> I think the more we find out about the Cliff-Kyler relationship, the more we're going to see that it's not really something that they should have signed up for long-term. I mean, immediately after the loss last week, Cliff Kingsbury is saying, criticizing the team's practice habits. Well, that's your fault, dude. You're the head coach. Like, you're the one that's in the best position to address that. Like I just thought it was a really weird way for him to go. The the Cardinals are supposed to be good at this. This is the, supposed to be the good Cardinals that we're seeing before they collapse. They didn't look good last week. I'll take the Raiders in this one. Five points. I'm not totally sure they're going to win by more than five. I'll give the points in this one. But yeah, I don't think there's a chance in hell that the Cardinals win the game outright. Let's On go. that point about the Cardinals last thing, like how do you have any faith as a Cardinals fan that they're going to turn it around when you're always terrible late in the season? And they, they do get Hopkins back, but like still the damage probably done at that point. I do want to say one more thing. Do y'all know if, they, if JJ Watts playing in this game? I know he was practicing again, right. but I don't know if he's actually going to play. You know what I think ruined them? Like, honestly, like I'm like somewhat tongue in cheek, but like, remember last year, they were the last undefeated team and everybody's kind of like, eh, you know, like, no, like nobody really bought it. There was a, a clip of JJ. It was on like inside the NFL or something that, you know, on the sideline after one game talking to some teammates stats, I'm sure you've seen it was, he was like, maybe we're just better than everyone. No, you're frauds. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you're frauds. JJ was the kiss of death that happened to this Cardinals team. He's just so, oh, I just, he's just so annoying. I I don't know. Should I just don't. In all like just uh, cornball NFL. Right. Team. Yes. Him. Russ Wilson's on that team. What? It's, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Speaking of cornball, let's go to Russ's game in Denver. The Texans come to town. The Broncos are favored by ten points. BLG. What do you got? Man. Uh. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a tough thing for me because. On one hand, I love Russ. On the other hand, I just I, vibes felt off to me going into week one. He makes it hard. Yeah, he uh, does. <laughs> he makes it hard to love him. He really, really does. hard, especially lately. Um, what's what's the line here? It's the Broncos are ten. 10? Uh, yeah, I know. I give me the Texans of the points. I can't do it. I can't trust 
the Broncos right now. I know, you know, they should have beaten Seattle. They were close to the, the end zone, but like they didn't, man. And the Houston Texans are not good by any means, but they, they're not lifeless. They have, there's some juice, like a little bit of juice, not much, but there's a tiny bit of juice with them. And I just don't feel good about Denver right now, man. I don't. So give me the points. Wait, who wins? Just to be clear uh, about your answer. I'm to win, but give me the points for sure. Um, I wrestled with this myself. Like, what does it say about all of us that we're like, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's really tough scene for the Broncos. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos to win and to cover. Um, I do think there's a little bit of like pissed offness and, and stuff. Like, there were good things. Like, you know, it wasn't all the bad vibes. I think that like the Nathaniel Hackett thing was so bad that it over <laughs> like shadowed how he owned up to it. I mean, like, not a lot of coaches would do that. And I know it was, like, kind of a, like a, a half owning up to he it. He didn't own up to it. But, okay, like, still, he, he like, it was like an inch of owning up, you know? And so I, I, I think that they're the kind of, like, fraud good team that's going to, like, beat the crap out of bad teams that will, like, help influence their, like, you know, averages and things like that. Like, Point differential. It, right. Like, it won't, it won't move the needle on, like, DVOA and, and stuff that matters. But it, people will be like, well, they're, they're number one in total yards and stuff. And, like, so th- this is kind of that game for me. Um, it's Russell's debut in Denver. Uh, you know, like, it's, it's a mile higher than sea level, so we call it mile high. Um, <laughs> like, in, in retrospect, they are the perfect team for him. Like, the fact that they still, like, pound that drum is, like, that it's just a match made in heaven. I think they win and cover. I just, like... I think we're we're in for some turbulent times. Put the Broncos and the Cardinals on the rocky ship because they're both going to be there together. It is really weird to me that Russ's primary reason for wanting out of Seattle is because he wanted to be the man, right? He wanted the offense to go through him, let Russ cook. He wanted to be treated like the franchise quarterback he thinks he is. And yet he doesn't call timeout at the end of that game. Peyton Manning on the Manning cast called timeout 62 times before the Broncos did in that game. And it's like, if you're going to be the man, if you deserve all this respect and you want input on the roster and all this stuff, you got to step up and call that timeout, Russ. You can't be looking at the sidelines. It was terrible vibes. That said, I do think he was a little caught up in all the emotion of coming home. I think he was shook, frankly, by the crowd. I don't think he, he had never experienced what it's like to play in Seattle as an opponent. And I think he was like, Holy hell, this is really hard. Like, this is a crazy thing. This is sick. I shouldn't have left. Right on. So I just think it, it was like kind of a perfect storm of, of terrible for him. I'm going to take the Broncos in this game. I don't, that's a lot of points, but I just don't believe in the Texans. Davis Mills gets a lot of credit just for simply not being terrible. And Russ is a good quarterback. The Broncos have more talent. So I'm going to take the Broncos and I will give the points. Let's go to San Francisco now. They are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Niners are giving eight and a half points. Everybody knows where I stand on this one. If you were listening earlier in the show, which why wouldn't you? 14 and two, the Seahawks are against the Niners since 2014. BLG, what do you like? Give me the Seahawks points, but I'll take the Niners to win. Um, I don't think what Seattle did in week one was necessarily highly sustainable. I don't think the Gino had like a good half, basically, as you talked about uh, with Trey Wingo on the SB Nation NFL show earlier this week on Wednesday. Uh, so I'm not like buying into all of that. Uh, I think the 49ers still have a better roster, but I'm also not buying into Trey Lance, which is why I'm taking the points here. So I'll take the points for Seattle, but uh, 49ers win. Um, stats, interesting how you said that everybody knows how you feel about this game if they were listening earlier, but you didn't add that qualifier when we talked about the Jaguars Colts game and me so you know hey whatever um not I'm not I don't have hurt feelings about that look um, seems this, like it. this this isn't in response to that 
I'm taking the Seahawks to win. Um, the, vibes are, the, the vibes are good in Seattle. The, like the Geno stuff, like they are kind of riding some. I, I do think there were some, to your point about Russ stats, like some extenuating circumstances, like playing up to and beyond what you're capable of. Like it was literally like the world of Seattle against the dude that they hate the most. Uh, which, by the, I would feel so conflicted if I were a Seahawks fan. Like, I wouldn't know how to feel about this. Like, I would, I would hate to not be able to love the franchise quarterback who brought me a Super Bowl. Like, that would be such an awkward thing. Um, but, dude, I mean, the George Kittle stuff, not going to play stats, right? Probably not. It's not looking very good at all. Yeah. No. So, mm-hmm. like, George Kittle's out. Trey Lance looks rough. And I think the 49ers have been set out from the very beginning to lead to this, like, chaotic Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo feud between the fans. And, like, mm-hmm. what sets that off? I, I, I mean, you already have dealt with that for the past week's stats with an 0-1 record that's somewhat explainable by the monsoon and all this stuff. 0-2 falling at home to the Seahawks with the Seahawks then being two and a half games up. Like, it is we, – we said last week on this show, wouldn't losing to the Bears be the perfect storm? This is the, the next layer of the storm. It's like, oh, okay – the clouds, you know, the rain stopped, but then you just hear the like, like it's coming back. I take the Seahawks to win, and um, I feel really confident about that. I'm sorry, stats. By the way, the rain hasn't stopped. There's an 80% chance of rain in this game, so we could have another <laughs> rain game for the 49ers. Like, it's raining in California. That's how much this season is off the rails already for the 49ers. Uh, yeah, eight and a half points is too many. I, I'm obviously, I hope the Niners win the game, but it's, it's going to be weird. It is not going to be like a blowout by the Niners by any stretch of the imagination. Rams hosting the Atlanta Falcons. The Rams are favored by 10. The Rams should win this game easily, but BLG, I feel like all eyes are going to be on Matthew Stafford. Yeah, they are. I, I just don't know what to, no one knows what to make. I think of his arm. That said, I don't buy the Falcons at all. I know they almost beat the Saints, but I think they played over their heads, and I'm not buying them. Am I super buying the Rams? I mean, I'm concerned, but I will give them more benefit in the doubt than I will the Falcons in this scenario. So I will take the Rams to win and cover. Uh, I will as well. I think this is akin to the Broncos Texans thing. Like it influences like their averages and total yards. Like this, this is a beat up on a bad team game for the Rams. And then the world will talk about you, Sean McVay's bag, Matthew Stepper's bag, Cooper Cup, like blah, blah, blah. Like all the stories will be back next week. And so uh, Rams win, Rams cover. The Falcons continue to um, beat themselves. Matthew Stafford could play this game with just his left arm and the Rams would still win in cover. The Bengals are going to Dallas. The Cowboys are getting seven points. No Dak really takes the juice out of this one, RJ. The line opened during Sunday Night Football before it was over, obviously before Dak got hurt, uh, with the Cowboys as two-and-a-half-point favorites. That shifted to <laughs> six-and-a-half points um, in favor. Uh, like, or That immediately shifted from two-and-a-half Dallas to six-and-a-half Cincinnati. It got as yeah. high as eight. It's now dropped um, to seven. Dude, I mean, look. I, I think I deserve some credit for like calling how bad the Cowboys season would be. It's and worse. Like, uh, win the <laughs> but, well, they, they, they had like, I, I think that that's, what's made the week. So like, um, like core shattering for Cowboys fans, because the, the like only truth you had was that Dak was the best quarterback in the division. And even before he got hurt, it was like, this dude looks really bad. And he looked really bad over the second half of last season. So there's a lot of like, you know, looking in the mirror, hard questions being asked, like, what what is the redeeming quality of this Cowboys team? You have Micah Parsons on your team. Cool. Awesome. But like what gets you excited? What gets you hyped? Like this this week they're hosting uh Lyle Collins, the right tackle who they cut, who who joined the Bengals, obviously. He said on Thursday that it got to a point where he wasn't getting things he needed in his career where where he was looking to be coached hard. Now, to be fair, the Cowboys cut Lyle. So it's not like he he made a decision to leave the team, but the 
I mean, dude, this is so bad. Like Jerry <laughs> going on the radio trying to sell the idea that Dak's going to be back in four weeks. Like, but you know what? They were the most watched game of the week last week. They're worth eight billion dollars. I mean, that's all they, they care about. You know, the, the 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 money is still flowing, and so I mean. I don't care what the line is. Take, take the Bengals. Like Joe Burrow is pissed off. The the bang. Like think about this. Think 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 about the ships passing of the night that this is. The Bengals have become a more stable and enviable organization from a roster building standpoint, and have a better and more prominent culture than the other team. Like, like that's embarrassing that you've been lapped by the Bengals in that sense. Uh, Cheetah Bay Wuze also is making his return. He said last week in the lead or last year in the lead up to the Super Bowl, that when he got to Cincinnati, he it, it was not about glitz and glamour. It was about work. It was about blue collar. And that's these are diametrically opposing ideas meeting one another. I, I don't know when the shoe drops for the Cowboys, but there is something. like there, there will the, the, the dam has to break. The water has to escape somehow, some way this season on the team. And I don't know who is the fall person for that. I do. Go ahead, I, it's, it, it won't be. I think Kellen Moore is out before McCarthy, personally. Could be a package deal. Uh, yeah, what <laughs> what what would this have to be for you to take the Cowboys here? Like, what line would you have this have to be? And I think Bengals minus seven is a steal. Still, that's crazy to me. Bur- Joe Burrow is better than he was. Like the player that he ultimately, like the totality of his performance in Week One, I fully believe that. And the Cowboys, what do they have? What do they? Okay, Micah Parsons, that's great. You have Cooper Rush as your quarterback. Cowboys didn't that's even so- keep. Root- they don't even like Cooper Rush enough to keep them on their roster. He was on their practice squad heading into that, this. No, season. that's that's overblown. Like that's, that's part not of overblown the, like, because any is, team can sign him if they really wanted to, and they're clearly know, not. Well, no, he's he like he, he can't get claimed though. I mean, like I agree yeah, that he, like it's like he's clearly not somebody you like value like uh, like highly. But there there's some like roster manipulation happening there. But that's a problem. He's not no, good. That, <laughs> it, it's a problem how they how they treat that position and and. I, I said this at the time last year, the win he authored in Minnesota a year ago, which, by the way, the fact that the Vikings look awesome now is more proof of anything that Mike Zimmer beat the Vikings last year, not Cooper Rush, because Kevin O'Connell knows how to coach that team. But that win served to the Cowboys detriment because, and I said this then, they better not look at this win and say Cooper is an amazing quarterback, but that's what they do. They just live in the moment. They're a purely reactionary franchise. Why wouldn't we start Cooper Rush? He, he's a hundred. He's never lost a game in, in his NFL starts. He's perfect. Stupid. Cowboys lose. Bengals cover. That's my pick. Hundred percent, Joe. The fact that Joe Burrow was even in that game after of so many turnovers is a statement to just. He's just mentally like he's like a piece of iron, man. He is tough as nails. The Bengals are going to win. They're going to cover. Okay, Sunday Night Football. Bears, Packers. Packers favored by nine and a half points. They are 23-4 and four against the Bears in games started and finished by Aaron Rodgers, BLG. The, this is our same game parlay game, uh, yep. for those who will recall uh, earlier in the episode, a long time ago. Uh, come on. it's The Packers are not as bad as they were in week one. I know there's concerns there long-term, absolutely, but it's still the Bears we're talking about. I have not checked the weather forecast, but I'm assuming it's not going to monsoon again and kind of create a weird variable there. Not a Justin Fields believer. Well, this is in Lambeau, not Chicago, just to be clear. Either way, yeah. Um, Give me the Packers, and they'll cover. They'll they'll be fine. (laughs) R-E-L-A-X. I will take the Packers to win for all the obvious reasons, but I will take the Bears to cover. and Because I think, like, there's a lot of of course-ness happening here. And, like... It would be a, a moral loss for the Packers. Would it not be LG if the Bears, like, even if it was like a backdoor card, be like, man, you should have crushed the Bears. Like, you're supposed to own the Bears, Aaron Rodgers. You know, like, I think, like, 
Aaron Rodgers is about to have the type of season where like everyone's going to be doubting every single thing unless he's like smashing teams 35 to nothing. So I think the Bears, you know, maybe even get it out to a, like a 10 nothing lead and then Aaron Rodgers just like wakes up and destroys them. Um, but I'll take the Bears to cover. 10 points is a lot. I mean, that, that's that's all. Like the Bears won last week and they are 10 point underdogs. That's amazing. When you really when you look at the literalness of a one and O team being 10 point underdogs against an 0 and one team. It's quite the thing. But like, what would the Bears be against the Vikings then? Like, would they be like 12 point underdogs? Like, what would it be? The Bears could not complete a pass to a wide receiver until the third quarter against the 49ers. Like, they were bad on offense. Justin Fields bailed them out, but I think Fields was the benefit of the month. He was the only one that could really move in the monsoon. There's not going to be a monsoon this week. I'll take the Packers, and I will give the points. All right, we're going to do something new on this show. We're going to pick the Monday Night Football games. Usually we don't, but RJ badgered me into it before we started. Two Monday Night Football games this week. Titans in Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills favored by 10, BLG. I feel like we should have to like stick to like one sentence for the Monday Night Football games. Keep it close. All right. So my sentence is for uh, Titans versus Bills. Josh Allen, still really good. The end. Taking the Bills to win and cover. Um, my sentence, one half of my Super Bowl pick. Buffalo Bills to win and cover. The Bills are good. The Titans are not. Those are two sentences. No, it's a comma. You should have uh, said the Bills are good and the Titans are not. Yep. Vikings at Eagles. Philly favored by two and a half in this one, RJ. The other half of my Super Bowl prediction. But a second sentence, I told Brandon this on the mixtape. This oh. is a preview of the NFC Championship game. In Philly is where it will be. Vikings win and cover, obviously. Jonathan Gannon's defense sucks and is going to get torn up by Justin Jefferson. So, Everybody gets torn up. Yeah, by I Justin mean, Jefferson. I will take the Vikings and getting points in this one. I will feel pretty, pretty good about that one. Those are the picks for week two. Everybody, please rate, review, Woo! and follow the SB Nation NFL show. If you take the time to leave a review, we will take the time to read it. RJ, BLG, I hope you both have phenomenal weekends, and we will be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>